Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pod, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise dice today. Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers, Laura Elizabeth as Princess Gwendolyn, Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap, and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano, alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse Code and Crown! Iggy is just like slowly pushing the swan boat into the tunnel. And the doors are starting to close behind you, dropping you into almost perfect darkness. Hmm, this is a good place. Hmm, yes. Isn't it so? Taking place. I will uh, light my hooded lantern uh, in the back because I imagine it's like guy, like yes, Maka, princess me. Yep. So I want to light my hooded lantern. I don't need to open it yet. As long as I can see, I won't yep. reveal that I've got it on. But if we go pitch black, I'm turning. I'm like cranking it open. Yeah, and and I I definitely reach into my pack and and place one of the candles in my little candle space mm-hmm. on my helm. Just ready to go. Sure. So um, uh, Iggy explains that uh, a couple of their um, sort of darker beverages, um, they use this fermentation process um, to help give them a, a unique and earthy and rich flavor. 
Um, they're, they're thought of as uh, tremendous delicacies in Orville, um, and uh, he thinks that uh, truly they, they've earned the title because uh, they take so much time and care, uh, and the uh, Impa Krimpas here work in almost total darkness uh, to ensure the purity of, uh, of the product. Well, can we allow Marker to get off the boat and maybe go around to confirm that the fungus is growing as effectively as one would hope? Well, let me talk to my foreman. I wouldn't want to interrupt the Impa Krimpas at work. Hey, Blubelblatt. Uh, and, um, a, uh, These are my favorite Tom Riff names we've had in a while. Yeah, one of them's going to be a McGillicuddy. Just you wait. Um, so Blimbleblatt um, kind of like looks up um, and uh, she comes kind of like trotting over um, and she's like, uh, what's the good word, boss? Um, and he's like, this fine torta would like to take a look at our fermentation process and possibly help us with the flavoring. And um, uh, Blubbleblatt's like, okie dokie, just don't step on any of the mushrooms. They don't grow back real fast. Um, and uh, she starts uh, guiding you th- sort of through the mushroom patches. Okay. Um, and um, Iggy's like, oh, no, we we've so rarely get visitors. This is, this is going to truly make her day. They, they really, the Impacrimpas have, have so little. It's always nice when they when they get something, you know? I have a question for you, Lord Wimblethorpe. I've never had the opportunity, but I speak Elvish oh, relatively yeah. well. Have you learned the, la- the other language of your people? Uh, no, no. Unfortunately, uh, my mother only romanced uh, an elfman. Uh, she didn't learn much from him. It turns out the language of love is pretty universal, at least when there's sheep, wine, and spirit involved. Agreed. Do you speak Elvish or Dwarven, no. Princess? I, I do. Interesting. <laughs> uh, both or just one? Uh, just Elvish. Great. Uh, and I would like to speak in Elvish to the Princess <laughs> and just say, uh, the Impacrimpas have told me basically that they're being enslaved and worked to death by this man. The Dawnbreaker only have one real law themselves, which is the wage of the slaver is death. So we can look for more information on exactly how the crime works. I just wanted to be clear on where this story's going to end. I hope that's all right. He's like humming a jaunty tune that sounds very much (laughs) like a world of pure imagination, but for legal reasons is distinct. Nice. It's a realm um, of pure fantasy. Of some imagination. Not <laughs> all. A and land just, of pure fermentation. Come on, guys. Uh, thank you, Tyler. Mm. And and I just, I respond quickly. Um, uh, just because, uh, okay, now I'm very suspicious of Wimblethorpe. Um, so I'm just going to say... Uh, are you talking to me or to Wimblethorpe? I just want to uh, no. Be clear. I'm talking. I'm just talking to you. Great. Um. Um. Actually, I'll I'll will say I'll say out loud in Elvish, like, um. Well, Wimblethorpe better run fast before we kill him, <laughs> and just see if and just see if there's a reaction. He's like. <laughs> okay, he really doesn't speak Elvish. I just want to make sure. Um. Uh. Candy plantation? Right. Is that the next line? I hmm, turn so, around for imitation. So, continuing in Elvish, um, well, obviously this can't stand. I mean, even growing up with, you know, different levels of class, we didn't exactly have slavery um, in Orwell. At least I don't think so. Tom? I mean, not no. that you were I aware mean, of, but the byproduct is kind of yeah. a... Really so, yeah, on that. But, but I don't I mean, think like, we're paying any of these people. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have grown up being like everyone needs slaves. Slaves uh, like what they do. No. they chose this. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also like <laughs> historically um, based on uh, the foundation of Orvel and and kind of Amala's tenants. Um, she was herself uh, a slave when she rose up. Mm. So it's a real no no. Yeah. Uh, in human society, as you understand it. Well, um, this lord must be deposed. Um, the uh, Impacrimpa set free. Uh, the, I don't think there's any other way about this. 
Alright. Oh, 110% agreed. So here's what I'm thinking. There may come a point where he's going to turn on us and I'll just try to kill him. Otherwise, if we find something particularly egregious that could happen, or the third scenario, which is if you can manage to work the word birthday into a totally innocuous sentence, I will stab him when you say the word birthday. Right. Don't say birthday until I really mean it. So, Maka, um, you are being shown uh, these mushrooms, and um, Blumelblatt is, uh, uh, she's, like, talking you through the process, and this is pretty far up your alley. Like, as, normally you'd prefer the cycle to just happen un uninhibited by anything, but, like, if someone's going to run it, the Impacrimpers are doing a damn good job of it. Um, okay. And you note that she punctuates uh, like uh, every so, so she's like so we make uh, we make sure there isn't too much exterior light because we don't want the uh, you know the, the fungi to retract which of course will will stunt their growth uh, and, and make them less able to process the the things so we take the utmost care to keep the place as dark as possible and then she winks mm -hmm. at you. Uh, Maka will uh, wink back um, and uh, kind of just in taking the tour. He's very interested in the whole process. Um, because for him, this kind of process comes sort of magically and manifests out of mm. himself. Um, and to see people that do not possess any magical ability kind of putting science towards this process is very interesting to him. Um, and so he is kind of paying close attention to the process as she describes it. And, and if there's ever a pause, he just has like a question or two. He'll mm -hmm. ask, um, mm, yes, very, very interesting small limbo blat. Mm. Uh she does bring up um the uh she says that um some of uh some of what uh sorry rather some of their process uh came from um uh the uh research put forth by the Apex Institute uh which is a group you've heard of in passing they're uh, essentially alchemists and scientists um who have kind of bandied together uh, in the name of rationality to solve the, the mysteries of the world uh, using scientific methods. You don't put too much truck in them. Um, you haven't had any encounters with them, but just that very idea seems a little off. But then again, looking at the way this process is working, uh, it seems they might be onto something. Hmm, yes. And tell me, Limboblad, in this section of the facility where do you keep your dead hmm? oh oh well um we we can't toss them in the wine lake because it's cut off from everywhere else so and we don't want them uh, infecting any of the the brews so we actually have our our own our own little tank at the back here um where we grow uh, special mushrooms that are that are just there for that purpose and she takes you to the back and there's like of like sort of a a small circle um, that has been surrounded by uh, the little headlamps they're wearing. So there seem to be just a few of those kind of lining around the circle. She's like, well, whenever any one of us passes on, um, this is where they end up. And then she winks at you. I'll wink back. Um, every time it's every time the wink is just returned. Yep. <laughs> just assuming it's like a, a polite thing to do. Uh, and Maka will say, hmm, yes, very good. May I... May I have a look? I mean, by all means. And then she winks. And I'll wink back, and I want to have a closer look at this mass grave. Sure. Um, it seems like a, basically, um, I think a well that has been filled to the top. Okay. So uh, there, there's fermentation liquid in there. Um, there are, uh, looking in, you can see um, a bunch of um, mushrooms growing uh, kind of at the bottom. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can see just faintly, if you really squint, uh, the glimmer of bone. Um, and I would like to, uh, close my eyes and kind of fall into the consciousness of the cluster, um, and try and revisit that sense of excitement and it's, anticipation and get this, a, a context for it. Sure thing. It's this room specifically. This um, room, okay. Yeah, and it's, uh, you get the sense that, um... It's in a lot of ways uh, similar to kind of how you attend the swamp, but almost chemically accelerated because they're specifically making the conditions perfect. Um, it's just for the cluster, 
all the processes happening in this room are are kind of a space of joy because they're really being encouraged uh, in their their um, uh, excitement and in their um, uh, pursuit of uh, the cycle. So mm. that was the vibe you were getting. The, the spores and the fungus here are are an active, cultivated, curated, and protected part of the cycle and are, are kind of in overdrive in a lot of ways. Okay. And what becomes of the the byproduct of oh. this? We make it into two particularly boozy beverages um, that are, are quite popular um, with, with our customers. Mm-hmm. May I see it? Yes, absolutely. Um, we don't have any in here. You'll have to see it back out on the showroom floor. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, look, look for McGillicuddy's Madcap. That's, uh, that's the, the name we give it. I will. Mm. Thank you, Blimbo Blatt. Ah, uh, you're you're welcome, friend Tortle. And then she uh, she kind of looks back at uh, Iggy and she says, "Look, see, I, I did everything you asked." And then she winks at him and goes back to to work. And he just kind of nods. Did I see her wink, wink at him? Roll a perception check. At disadvantage because it's hella dark. It's a nat one. Nope. No. She, you heard a slightly trem- trembling voice say, I did all the things you asked, and then he just looked back imperiously. Perfect. <laughs> Have I rejoined the group yep. then? If she came and brought me back out? Okay. Yeah. So you're all back on the swan boat. Uh, he's like, well, shall we carry on with the tour? We could go to the tasting room next. Let's... What we're here to do. Excellent. Yes, let's continue. Um, so he, he takes the stick and he starts rowing you you back out. Um, and um, you enter back out into the main space and you can see all the Impa Krimpas are staring at the door. And then as soon as it opens, they all go back to work and, and doing the things they were previously doing. Um, but it was almost like watching a bunch of meerkats just like stare, stare at something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, so he pushes you down uh, along the stream. Uh, you come back to the same place you were. It's really only a few meters from where you've been. Uh, he goes, <laughs> oh, what a tour, right? Anyway, follow me to the tasting room and we'll have some tasty delights. Um, and he uh, he steps very delicately out of the boat and then cartwheels. <laughs> Great, I'll follow. As will I. Uh, Maka falls out of the boat and then he... <laughs> And he kind of climbs up over the, the ledge. <laughs> All the Impacrimpas, like, look at your hands, and when they see you're not carrying uh, any corpse parts, they all kind of, like, nod. Nod at you, like, nod at each other, and then get back to work. <laughs> um, so uh, you enter into a small room uh, with kind of a long wooden table, and there are a number of glasses lined up, uh, and he goes up and blows dust out of one of them, and he's like, I'll have to get some fresh glass work. We weren't expecting guests today. Uh, so he cl- quickly like grabs all of those, uh, and then you see him go over to a cabinet and spend a few moments kind of meticulously picking out glasses uh, with his back to you. Is there an Impa Krimpa in the room? or any? Uh... Uh, there are no Impa Krimpas in the room, as oh, of yet. Okay. I, will, I will lean over to Maka and whisper, I was talking with an Impa Krimpa to confirm whether or not they were slaves being worked to death in here and it told me that no the story was real and then it winked at me hmm yes they wink at me too what does it mean yeah they winked at you mm-hmm. well, what did you ask him about did you ask him about something menacing where you're like are they making you all be worked to death mm-hmm. no no are they I making asked. drinks out of your corpses and then they'd say like no and then give you a wink mm. I did not ask but they did tell me that that is Two of the beverages they sell here come from Impacrimpa fermentation. Hmm. The byproduct of the body breaking down. It is so you're saying they like they winked a lot, though? Mm-hmm. And Maka winks at you. <laughs> Great. Uh, and then I'm going to turn to the princess and speak in Elvish again and be like, okay, so it turns out Impacrimpas might just wink a lot. I have no idea what's going on now. Oh. Well... Perhaps I could just hang back a bit and try to talk to one without Wimblethorpe. 
looking over it. That would require you to leave the room. Here's my big concern, and I say this in Elvish, but I'm going to have to drink something this man gives me in, like, soon. And I don't even know if he's turning us into things, if he's eating impacrimpas. I don't know. Maybe you could interrogate him and get information on, like, how he met the impacrimpas. How does that story work? Have you not seen a tasting before? You just spit it out. (laughs) Have you heard of a contact poison? There's this thing that's available that assassins use, which is right. if you touch it, you die. All right. Remember how you had Elvis a taste you're, you're just saying all that in Elvis, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. Oh, okay. My Mom. ears are tingling with the sounds of Elvish speaking. It is most rude to speak in a language not everyone understands. Uh, friend Marka, do you speak Elvish? Mm-hmm. I do not know the the tongue of elves. Nor I, which truly means that two of us are being excluded by our rude friends. And then he brings over like a a tray of drinks and he puts them down. And I just say, oh, my apologies, friend. So I've been wondering, the Impicrimpas seem loyal, but it seems like there's also a lot of death around this place with just a lake full of skeletons. So is it factory accidents? Are they short-lived? What's an Impicrimpas life like? Oh, there are accidents, of course, as there are in any f- large facility, and unfortunately, um, you know, the, the, the health regulations are somewhat lax here, I will admit, uh, and as a result, sometimes accidents, tragedies happen, and we lose uh, one to a few impacrimpas. Regulations? You mean laws? Yes, yes, similar to laws. Very lax, much more lax than I would want. But, you know, that's business for you. You're the lord of the factory, though. Doesn't that mean you make the laws? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, I don't make any laws. I merely run the place. Anyway, here are your beverages. Yes, the the Impacrimpas are not naturally short-lived, but unfortunately we do lose some a year. Who makes the laws? Oh, well, the the Impacrimpa Union, of course. They govern themselves. Is there a union leader we could speak to? You already did. His name is Vimblesticks. Oh. I'd love to talk to Vimblesticks a little more. Maybe we could have the Her Highness review the branding here and I could go I mean, experiment more about the unions. Truly, you would have to put in a union request. They're quite touchy about such things. In the interim, I would really, truly like it if you would try my beverages. Hmm, and Maka will grab a drink and and knock it back. Great. Um, he, uh, because of your interest in the uh, fermentation room, he gave you some of the madcap, hmm. uh, and it um, it hits your tongue, and it's like you, you can almost feel the entire process uh, across your taste buds. It's, uh, it is um, just incredibly um, soothing and um, uh, almost um, uh, euphoric for you. Wow. Okay. So yeah, Maka's eyes roll back into his head, and he and he like and just enjoys every last drop of that. Of yes. Drink. Please do. He says, and then winks at you. Maka winks back. No way. Why are you winking? Everyone's doing a lot of winking, and I don't know what it means culturally in this context. I think. Oh, I'm sorry. I picked that habit up from the Impacrimpas. You see, they wink to punctuate sentences. It's their way of adding a period or an exclamation mark. Interesting. That does explain some things I was thinking at the time. So, the Impacrimpa Union is the reason Impacrimpas die all the time? They, as I said, they take great joy in their work. They love it. They're crazy about it. I tell them to work less hours. They won't listen. But I also believe in fair union rights to, uh, you know, set their own pace and their own laws. And while I'd like to advise them as best I can, truly, it's not my place to say. Um, are there any of those messenger birds in this room? Uh, no, you did see pens outside with uh, with the messenger birds. Hmm. Several were missing. Hmm. Excuse me. And Maka will walk back out to that other room. Okay, yep. So you see, just sort of close by, there's a few pens of of the birds. Uh, What did you want to investigate? I'd like to cast uh, Speak with Animals. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Yay! Nice. Uh, I um, so 
I have ritual casting, which it doesn't cost a spell slot, but it takes ten minutes, and I feel like time is of the essence, so I will burn a spell slot to cast this spell. Okay. Um, to just to do it instantly. Um, so I will greet the bird. Um, say um, hello, friend bird. My name is Maka Deathcap, Gravekeeper of the Tortle. Hi there, I'm Tweedums McWingson. Mm. Tweedums. Mm. May I ask you some questions, fair Tweedums McWingsy? Hey, I'm in this uh, tiny cage. I'm not going anywhere. What do you need? Mm -hmm. In your time here, have you witnessed the death of the Impacrimpus? Tons. Mm. Die all the time. Under what circumstances do these Impacrimpus die? Uh, you know, they fall off things, uh, you know, we got a lot of whimsical bullshit around here. Sometimes, uh, people fall from tall things, uh, sometimes they drown in the wine lake. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard walking around the mushroom room, heard some of them die there. Uh, occasionally they fight honor duels. They get real touchy after a game of basketball, usually someone dies. A life, a life cut short, mm. flies in the face of the cycle. Mm-hmm. An untimely death, no, no, no. Tell me, do the Impacrimpas wish for this death? Do they accept these deaths? I mean, yeah, it really seems to bum out, uh, you know, the monster. But uh, it, uh, you know, no matter how much uh, it cries and cries and yells and screams, they just keep doing it. Mm. Tell me about the monster. Mm. Oh, he's terrible. Have you seen him? Huge he is. He comes, he only gives us food twice a day. Mm. He teaches us to bow. Mm-hmm. We have to deliver tiny cards to people he wants to entertain in his whimsical house of hell. And the bird's like, <laughs> and meanwhile, if you're outside, you just hear like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. My people were once proud, <laughs> chirping and bobbing, looking for worms. Mm-hmm. And now look at us. A noble pursuit, mm. yes. Deliverers of Good tidings. Forced to live in cages. Fly up to the large up there and then return. Good bird. I will free you and your brothers. Yes. Do it. Do it for all of us. And we shall worship you as you were a god. I will do it not for your worship. No, no. Not for the accolades, but because it is what is right. The other birds start being like, the chosen one, the chosen one, the chosen one. <laughs> and Mako like raise his hands, be like, kind gentle bird, no, no. I am not your savior. Mm. Just a citizen mm, of the world. Trying you see, to do right. You see, I, like, like open uh, a cage. Sure, you see like an old bird in the bottom uh, with some like gray streaks going through his like uh, blue feathers. He just says, Yes, as the prophecy said, he would be humble. Fly, fly. <laughs> then all the birds start like flying yeah, in the cages. I'm just, I'm just opening yeah. cages everywhere. Just, uh, and the yeah. Impacrimpas are like, oh no! And then they're, they, they, they like, run, uh, they're, like try to get nets. Uh, Iggy just bursts out of the tasting room and he's like, oh no, oh no, my winged tidings are loose. Um, and he grabs the net and he's running around trying to chase them too. Um, and he's like, do you have any idea how long it takes to train a bird how to bow? Um, Maka will, will just extend one finger at Iggy and say, hmm, the monster, eh? Mm. And uh, I'll cast Entangle on, <laughs> on Iggy. <laughs> Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you into a world of darkness and vampires with Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. Featuring Ryan LaPlante as the gangster Ridley Beef, Tyler Hewitt as the conflicted detective Everett Fry, and Megan Miles as the poet Iris Dunn, with storyteller Tom McGee. Join these newly turned vampires as they try to take control of Montreal, but all is not as it seems, and as their humanity slowly slips away, they are forced into increasingly dangerous situations as the streets of the city run red with blood and sticky with syrup. Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. New episodes available weekly. Ha, ha, ha. 
vines uh, shoot up out of the, the sort of tangled grass um, and wrap his arms and legs. Uh, and he drops his net and he's like, oh, my word. Uh, he's like, help me, Impocrimpus, help me. Uh, and um, one of the Impocrimpus walks by and like pulls out a pocket watch. He's like, no, nah, I'm on my 15, bud. Uh, and he just keeps walking. <laughs> um, so uh, Iggy is, is, is tied to the ground um, in vines. Um, and uh, just, uh, you know, he panicked. Uh, and he's just saying, what, what, what do you want from me? Have you come to steal my winged good tidings? <laughs> you are a false tour taker. So, Marka, have you discovered, did he enslave the Impa Krimpas? Mm, there was slavery afoot. Mm, yes, most sinister. How dare you do that to, wait. Did you say the birds? <laughs> mm, it, it was more serious than we thought. Yes, mm, very grave indeed. I thought All he was of them were abandoned by their mothers. I raised them from their eggs. You do not speak for the birds. And I'll like have a vine like come up <laughs> over his mouth. <laughs> but wait, I want to be clear. The Impacrimpas just work here because they want to and they make their own rules. You're, the problem is the birds. Mm, yes, it would seem that way. The Impacrimpas mm, do seem to just die a lot. Mm. Uh, you see, two Impacrimpas have managed to catch uh, the same bird with their net. And he's like, he's mine! He's mine! And then they look at each other and they're they're like, duel! And then they wink with each eye, <laughs> drop into fighting stances, whip out knives, and just start, like, fucking, like, going at each other as everyone else, like, starts a circle around them and goes, Impacrimpa! Impacrimpa! Uh, and, like, they are, they are fucking good knife fighters. I will, I will give them that. Um... And uh, meanwhile, Iggy's like, yeah. All right, here, Mark, I think we got to settle in the middle here. Mm. Technically, bird ownership is not illegal in Orville. However, <laughs> maybe it should be. <laughs> so I think we have to let him up, and then we can have a talk about bird ownership, and we can make some apologies for a series of assumptions we've all made here. Mm. Mm. Uh I will do this, yes. And the, and the, the vines withdraw and, and wither as as I would love to see them do. Uh, yep. They wither and rot and, and flowers blossom. He starts, like, coughing out, um, like, yeah. mulch. He's like, oh, oh, you, you people are monsters. Uh, and then uh, you hear, like, a, a cry of, like, surprise and delight. Um, and uh, one of the crimpas just rises... Um, holding the other one's heart, and he just takes a bite out of it, and then there's cheers. Um, and then uh, the Impocrimpus pick up the body, take it to the edge, and just dump it in the wine lake. And then they just go back to their jobs. Mm. Okay, so, monsters. Yes. Monsters is a relative term, uh, and I'd like to offer Ignatius a hand and like lift up and be like, let's go talk back in the tasting room. We can smooth all this over. He takes your hand, um, and he looks back over his shoulder, and he's like, Oh, Jerrykins, you were you were too soft and impacrimpa for this world. And then he just like seems to like close his eyes for a minute, nod at the wine lake, and then follow you in. <laughs> thump thump. Yep. Peace sign out. <laughs> yeah. He walks in, he goes over, and he takes like a fine decanter. Um, he's like, sorry, this is my impacrimpa morning wine. Uh, he pops the top, he takes a swig, and then he just pours a little bit out on the ground. He's like it's my third bottle this month. And he puts it back on the shelf. He says, now, what can I clear up for you? All right. So, full disclosure, I thought that oh, you Ryan, you're had... you're cutting a note for me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Sorry, Sorry, can you start that again? From the top. Okay. <laughs> full disclosure, I thought that you had enslaved the Empacrimpas and were working them to death because of how they use winking. So we were trying to prove that. Now it appears Maka went outside to talk to the birds and hmm. they told him you were a monster who had enslaved them. So Maka was angry on behalf of the birds. I'm now aware the Empacrimpas are sort of doing their own thing. <laughs> yes. I would never enslave the Empacrimpas. They're my mm. dearest friends. And just, also very spooky. Just birds then, eh? Birdmonger. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I raised those birds from hatchlings. 
the, the butcher's hunters shot the bird's mothers, and I didn't want to see the poor things starve. Hmm. Do you know I'm how useless those birds are outside I'm of delivering messages? They're not the very complaint, good at anything. The complaint might have been more about you making them bow and deliver messages as opposed to just raising them and letting them fly free. Oh, yes, that was my, my original intention. But after I sent my, my first batch of, of winged good tidings uh, up to Orvel, um, I found them several days later in a nearby field with their heads twisted off with notes saying, no respect. So I had to teach them to bow so they would stop killing them. Hmm. You are describing problems, yes, but... Enslaving birds is not the answer. No. Okay, fine. I just won't send any more birds. I'll figure out another system. I mean, the city's gone anyway. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. yes, the will probably tear me apart by week's end. Why is that? They love to work, and if we can't export the goods, they'll just turn on me. Why I'm else? not the first liquid lord. And I, I want to turn <laughs> to Gwendolyn and say, Princess... We've just come from two towns where I've seen uh, limited alcohol quality and populations that could use good cheer. Huh? Huh? Oh, we huh? could perhaps <laughs> create a new market for said alcohol. What? I could sell my boozleberry wine hall somewhere other than Orville? <laughs> Indeed you could. Well, jolly day. Um, so uh, the two of you sit down uh, to kind of work out a deal um, for not like you're not really making a deal with him, but more so helping him to understand where uh, where to send his his goods. Yeah. Um, and he um, once he, he, he sort of figures it out, um, he pulls down like a weird like sousaphone thing and like yells into it. And he's like, Vimple sticks, Vimple sticks, summon the union. We have a new plan. Uh, and then he goes, that, that's my shouting horn. Designed it myself. Um, so yes, uh, uh, you managed to set up a, a trade route, and he um, he's he's very grateful uh, to you. Um, and uh, he says, "Well, um, that, well, thank you." And um, you know, I w I'll, I'll let the whole trying to murder me thing go. I guess um, I seems I owe you a great deal of, of gratitude. Is there anything I can do for you? Would you like some roadies? You can drink them in the way. Just toss them in a ditch. Hmm. Your uh, amulet piece would be of value to us. Yes. Hmm. Oh, this old thing? Uh, and he, like, opens the cabinet, like, digs around and finds it. And he's like, oh, I know everyone else puts a huge amount of, uh, of uh, respect on these things. But honestly, you need all four pieces for it to be worth anything. But sure, if you want it, here you go. And he just tosses it to you. And I'll, in turn, hand it to Gwendolyn. Uh, this is... This is wonderful. I think we've all learned a great lesson that uh, different cultures have uh, different customs and we shouldn't make assumptions. And right? I learned... I think, I, then I kind of looked look, look to Marco, looked to Duncan, right? Right? L learn that? Yeah. Just to be clear, how long is your life expectancy as the liquid lord here? <laughs> you said you weren't the first one, which makes me concerned for you. Oh, no, it's it's fine. I run a good operation. Also, I figure things out with uh, the Impa Krimpas. Um, the previous few Liquid Lords had uh, slightly less success with the Impa Krimpas, but truly, you just need to understand that they are the true masters of the brewing arts and let them do their thing. That's why I had so much time to plan all these whimsical delights. <laughs> Excellent. Oh. It's good to hear that you'll be safe amongst this uh, interesting tribe of creatures. Oh, they're a delight once you get to know them. Just don't challenge them to a duel. Honestly, don't blink at them. That's real bad. Ah. Uh. Learn that the hard way. He like lifts up his shirt. He's got a knife wound that's been like it's an old scar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, th thank you for the public service of all your acts of wonder, keeping people wide-eyed around the Impacrimpus. <laughs> well, what can I say? It's a whimsical job, but someone's got to do it. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to go reset several of the whimsical delights. Um, they, th those pinwheels are on a limited timer. Uh, mm. But uh, do stop by again someday. Uh, and um, 
Uh, princess, best of luck on, on your quest. Uh, may you, may you uh, find a kingdom that is worthy of you. Um, and then he, he guides uh, the three of you back out and very, very, like, he's like all smiles until he closes the gate and then it's just like full of apprehension and just like multi-locks it. Yeah. And then just backs away staring at the gate. Um, and, Maka's uh, last words before he yeah. put, takes us through the threshold of those gates is uh, he'll say, uh, um, sometime in the future I will return to this place hmm, unannounced. And if I find that you have enslaved birds or any creature once again, I will kill you. And then I wink. <laughs> <laughs> he just like, he goes, <laughs> closes the gate, locks them, and you just hear him as he walks back be like, Fimple Sticks, I think it's time I learned to knife fight. <laughs> um, and he disappears back into his factory. Um, and uh, so having um, obtained the Liquid Lord's part of the amulet, uh, you now have only one piece remaining, um, the piece in the clutches of the Butcher, uh, the Lord of Farmville. And so having left a world of some imagination behind, uh, you begin the long trek to the farm. So having uh, successfully negotiated with the Liquid Lord uh, in his whimsical factory of beverages, uh, you have obtained the second to last piece of uh, the amulet that will let you pass uh, the wall um, that separates Orvel from the rest of Gren. Now you're on your way to the final piece, uh, which is in the possession of someone known as the Butcher, the Lord of Farmville. Um, as you make your way towards Farmville, um, you're going over. It is embarrassing of, that it took me three sessions to get the joke about Farmville, but we're just going to keep going. And I'm going to admit that I'm not savvy enough. Well, actually, I've never played Farmville. It's OK, so. Ryan, like the downtime, like that little timer was going for you to get the joke because you didn't pay premium to get the joke immediately. You had to That's wait why. three days. And, then and you I had to playing. interrupt you because I needed to make a comment publicly. Yeah, I'm with you. It's all good. And invite all of my friends. Give me corn. Um, so you're uh, you're making your way towards Farmville. You can see it in the distance, and you can see silos, um, as well as kind of massive pens, um, or you can see um, kind of uh, free range animals moving around. Um, you can also see um, fields uh, sort of on either side of various crops growing. Um, whereas all these other spaces, with the exception of Garbage Town, have been somewhat contained. Farmville is sprawling. Um, it goes on for ages and ages, but there does seem to be a big central kind of compound uh, where there is a series of um, processing plants. Uh, you assume like meat lockers, that sort of thing, as well as granaries and all, all that. Um, so you're still a bit of a ways away. You can already smell that kind of very distinctive hint of slaughterhouse on the air. Um, is there anything the three of you want to touch base on before you head in? Um. Is this all basically taking place on one day? All this traveling between these places and things like that? Okay, just um, want to make sure. Yeah, uh, I think we, we can say that you guys rested up kind of before you, you started out on all of this. Mm -hmm. I did um, clock that for spells and stuff, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I guess it, it, would, it would make sense to me that you might need a break now. Like this three, three of those in a day is, is a lot. So okay. uh, if you choose to, you can rest overnight um, or you can press on. If you rest overnight, you'll get a long rest. Uh, however, we will be one day closer to um, the corpse spell. Yes, that's also off. what I'm asking. Yeah. Um, or you can kind of show up uh, at like 11 p.m. in Farmville. I mean, I guess as I think the only magic user, I'll tell you I'm pretty tapped out of spells, uh, spell slots which need a long rest to uh, recharge. So in-game, it's like Maka's extra sleepy. Yeah, well, yeah, Maka would be somewhat fatigued. Yeah, this does have a take a toll on him. But um, he's still good and hearty and ready to fight if needs be. Duncan is thematically at 100%, but he basically would just follow the rest of the group. Like, he's a functional, essentially, bodyguard for what now might be the first ambassador as important as Princess. And Gwendolyn, I'm assuming your character sheet is pretty tip-top shape as well, right? Um, I mean, my willpower isn't at 100%, <laughs> but 
I would say it's at about 66%. Oh, let's keep going then. <laughs> Are you sure? I don't mind being 100% can... for this. Princess, it appears that Maka is rather tired. I have had my ass kicked this day, but I could continue onward if required. Or shall we rest? Well, I am of the opinion that diplomacy is best done in the light of day. Um, mm. So perhaps some rest is in order. Cool. I would not say no to a rest. Hmm. So on the way to Farmville, um, you set up a small camp. Um, there's certainly enough open, open space for this. Um, unfortunately, there isn't really anywhere that's particularly well guarded or or secure like there's nowhere where you could be like haha here I feel invincible um, but there's definitely enough space to kind of set up a, a camp by the roadside for the night um, you get a small fire going you dole out rations and um, uh, the three of you kind of have have some downtime to reflect on on kind of where you've been and uh, what has happened so far um, the world beyond the wall is an entire mystery to the, um, Gwendolyn and to Duncan, um, and actually Maka to some extent you as well. You've seen mm -hmm. more of it than they have, but admittedly not very much. And I think as you traveled to Orvel, you weren't exactly like, "Oh, what's all this?" You, it was, I think, study of you, you kept to yourself and, and kind of tried to to maintain your hermit ways. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's a pretty big, uh, pretty big thing ahead of you. Uh, is there anything that you would want to do this evening? Uh, I think. Yeah, I think I think Maka has a question. Um, he'll. Uh, we're sitting around the fire or or whatever, and Maka will. Um, <coughs> will say. Hmm. Gwendolyn Duncan. Have you had any opportunity to reflect on the dark creatures that attacked us in Orville? Hmm. They were unlike anything I have ever seen. Hmm. Even the cluster did not have any insight to share with me about them. Very strange, very unusual. Hmm. The closest thing I've seen to them is you seem to be some kind of symbiosis the glowing oil slick metallic covering of their bodies came on and came off there are limitations when the one stabbed me through the shoulder her body was exposed she was human I think right Tom the yep. one that stabbed me is human I don't know if the rest were or if they weren't um, the one who appeared over Nikos's shoulder was also human so we know humans are involved, but we, there could be others. Or and I know <laughs> my weapons were not enough. I would not want to face them again with the arms I have now. Hmm. And what will we do about that then, eh? When we inevitably do face them? Well, I mean, we're going to kill them, that's a given, but... It, once we get out of here, having aligned ourselves with these lords, we need to find an expert. We need to find someone who can tell us about what is going on. We don't know what's happening in the outside world. I just heard the word covenant, I think, screamed, something like that. Was there something like that, Tom? I'm trying to remember. Yep. Covenant. We need to know about the covenant. I don't know enough about the modern outside world. I've read... I've read third-hand accounts of legends that were read by someone else 400 years ago. I know the core story. I know the story of the Necritus. I know the story of Amala's Rise. But this is something new. New? Hmm. I see. To me, magic has always been a thing of the past and honestly not very exciting. So mm -hmm. no, I have no. no basis for this. It seemed like they'd been in touch with Nikos before he killed you. Your brother. I think, I think that's safe to say. No signs of it beforehand. Are you aware of any forms of communication that your father or your brother might have had access to? There were large parts of the palace you never saw. 
um, I think. And that goes goes for you as well, Duncan, when you were there. Um, so it's entirely possible um, Valdrin could easily have had um, other things that you, you weren't aware of. Nikos clearly did, um, but uh, nothing that either of you are aware of. Admittedly, Gwendolyn likely wouldn't have gone searching for that, and Duncan, mm-hmm. during your time in the palace, you likely wouldn't have either. Because I think your your focus was solely on... You, you thought yeah, you so had the, the answer, so there's no reason to go and search it. Like, you knew everything else was problematic, but... Searching for secrets would be against duty anyways. That's not my yep. job. Um, yeah, and I, tr- I trusted my father. Did any of them say any names? I only know of the Covenant... Well, nothing else. Did you hear anything, um, Gwendolyn? You heard the most, theoretically. Uh, I think the one being just told Nikos he'd done a good job, something along those lines. So, obviously, this was planned with him. Mm, troubling. Mm. Very much so. Do you think this betrayal is linked to the breaking of the cycle? Darkness like that, oh yes. Mm. Because the cycle broke, you came to the kingdom, and then it appears that these monsters were brought with you. Perhaps they snuck along, perhaps they'd made a promise you were unaware. Maka, how close are you with your ruling family? With the uh, Presidentia, and whoever that slick shell tough guy was. I do not have strong bonds with either of those two. Presidentia Umos uh, is a leader of sorts for the Mercantile Tortal Association. And the one wielding the sword, I had not seen him before joining the caravan to Orville. Mm. There were two more turtles, and one, something strange happened to him. He was holding a box, a princess. Do you recall sending a guard upon him? Hmm. The box fell, and from within, those dark, dark things spilled out. Hmm. Yes, yes, I do remember. He, the... The turtle was moving, but his shadow was not. Can I, and I sent a guard on him. Can I recall anything about that turtle's behavior or any or demeanor before those moments? Now that it seems like he may have been important. Yeah, he kept mostly to himself um, hmm. on the trip. You assumed that was because he was uh, in charge of the chest. Yeah. Um, that was bringing kind of a tribute of some sort um, to to help kind of grease the gears if needed um, in Orville. Um, you notice that he didn't really talk to anyone, but he was treated like a low-level clerk. Like, um, people acknowledged him, certainly, and, you know, you shared meals and such on, on the boat on the way over. Um, but uh, really, truly a forgettable person. Mm. Um, you also didn't sense anything magical about him but you also your your version of magic probably doesn't apply here yeah you mm. have some f- loose familiarity um with the covenant of crecate um which is the uh coven of witches and assassins um that inhabits um the shadowlands um to the east of uh, the consortium of bleen um you don't know much uh, their assassins uh, have been known to use uh, sort of potions and powders and things that have been derived um, from fungi and that sort of thing. So there's there's a loose awareness of them in that sense. Um, beyond that, you're really not sure. Um, they have made raids into Bleen several times, um, being in close proximity. Um, even though there has been uh, an armistice kind of a, a worldwide recognized and respected armistice um, for some time. Uh, you're not entirely sure, but if you were to venture a guess, the bandits who knifed you in the swamp were likely um, Covenant assassins. Not sent to kill you, but just 
on their way to something and I was in the way. Yeah, like they were likely trying to like infiltrate Bleen through the swamp and right. weren't expecting to find a hermit. I'll keep that piece to myself, but I will relay everything else I know about the Covenant of Cricket uh, to my companions here. Just kind of putting things together and saying that perhaps, perhaps that is the Covenant of which they spoke. Hmm. Witches, assassins. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. It would make sense for the forces of darkness to focus on those who have been ignored and shunned for so long. Nikos mistreated, the scribe ignored. Even leaving Orville, we can see how far the lands of the byproduct have fallen. The small are here, and they are numerous. And just like Amala, they can rise up. And if they don't have an inspiration of hope, an inspiration of darkness can drive them into fear and superstition and hate. We'd best leave early tomorrow. Resume our journey, yes. This alliance may be the greatest hope we have to counter their dark influence. And with that kind of uh, sobering thought in the air, um, you, those of you who are kind of resting fall into an uneasy slumber, and whoever is taking guard duty, I assume we'll do the standard D&D, someone's awake the whole night, and we rotate through thing. Correct. Um, yep. The I shove dirt and leaves into my eyes while I'm sleeping. As you do. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a quiet night. Um, in the distance, you can hear um, uh, the occasional moo um, from a cow. Um, but uh, it's, it's almost unnaturally silent out here. Um, you think you hear uh, one of the uh, birds that Maka freed fly by, but you can't be sure if it was that or a bat. Um, the evening sky is alight with stars, and um, Gwendolyn, this is probably the first time you've actually been able to see the night sky because the light pollution in Orville is fairly <laughs> significant. Um, but also for... Duncan, this might be a you thought, um, but you can't help but wonder how alien this sky must feel to people who live down here. Uh, to have um, Orvel constantly floating above them. And Orvel was not small. Like, it, it would cover a lot of this area. Um, even at distance, it would cast, like, a, a fairly significant shadow. Um, plus, there was the tether that would just literally be a giant chain that was always hanging in the sky. The fact that it's gone uh, means this is... Weirdly, even though this is a foreign land to you, um, it's also a foreign land to the people who live here to some extent. Um, the three of you spend a night in kind of uneasy rest, um, but you wake up feeling not fully refreshed, but um, heartier. So feel free to refresh your HP, your expended spell slots, uh, count that as a long rest, um, and um, you're feeling a little more hearty and hale. Not well-rested, but rested enough to carry on. Not rested, but ready. Yes, yes. Uh, you awake to the sounds of multiple roosters uh, crowing, and uh, you realize how aggravating that must be for the people of Farmville, um, and you begin to make your way towards the uh, the big farming facility. And before we hit the road, just as Maka started walking, I rest a hand on the princess's shoulder and I say to her in Elvish, you realize if he talks to another animal, we're going to have a real problem in Farmville, right? Like he's going to need the whole kingdom to be vegan immediately if he finds out that we slaughter a single animal to eat it. I think he doesn't know. Remember the birds? (laughs) He said he'd murder a man for keeping pet birds who were going to starve to death if he didn't do it. If he talks to a cow, we're fucked. Uh, Oh, and how do you propose we prevent this? Very rarely do I get to say this, but that really sounds like a princess problem. (laughs) 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 Consider it a lesson in your education, uh, and then I'm going to walk off ahead. And I just kind of think to myself, maybe we should all be vegan. (laughs) (laughs) And you head out uh, on the road. The 
This episode of Curse Code and Crowd Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's logo was created by the brilliant Decapitated Markers. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc. Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGeeTD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse, Code, and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.